Hi, it's Kia, and this is Hot Topics Live, the podcast, and hashtag podcast. And today's topic is igniting your inner passion, or reigniting it anyway, if you feel like you've lost it. I know it would be easy to do with everything going on in the world. And this is your weekly reminder that you are amazing and that you are more than enough, and you deserve to be living the very best life you can imagine. And just in case you forget, come back next week, and I will remind you again. We'll talk about it a little bit more at the end of the show. Today, I have with me Matilda again. Hi, Matilda. You're muted, honey. Hello, Kia. How are you? Hello, beautiful <laughs> audience of Hot Topics Live. <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm good, all things considered. All things considered. The world is a very crazy place right now. Still. It is. <laughs> I'm in Armenia, in Yerevan, and mm. it's just uh, crazy because we have a lot of uh, Russians coming into Armenia right now. To Yerevan, mm-hmm. the capital city, and uh, some Ukrainian um, companies, uh, tech companies are coming. So our Yerevan is very busy. It's like Yerevan population is one million normally, mm-hmm. and now ten thousand uh, people per day, Russian and Ukrainian are coming here. So the capital city is packed. There's no hotel. There's no place to rent. The prices are up. It's just crazy madness here. Oh my gosh! So you mean, so you mean people are moving from both Russia and obviously yeah. Ukraine. People are fleeing. Yeah, but um, people are leaving uh, Russia to come there. Yeah, uh, they're coming here because a they're afraid that it might be a martial law, so they're gonna be stuck there. Also, they cannot work with the world. So they're coming to Armenia so they can do their work with euro and dollars. And they're opening up bank accounts. So you go to banks, it's busy. Grocery stores, hotels are hotels is full. There's you cannot find a room. Amazing. <laughs> it's like a weird place now. You cannot recognize the city. And it looks like it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. I mean, it's getting warmer now, but it's it's a cold season. Uh, I went last week to do my nails, and this week is more expensive because of the Russians. I'm like, well, what's the relationship <laughs> the, to the nails? The prices changed in a week? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's crazy here, too. It's crazy here, too. But I will tell you what. Obviously, gas prices are going up. Um, And this is going to be, this is the moment where we're either, because the United States can be independent, speaking energy independent, we could be, okay? But there's an environmental hazard to that. So if you're not a climate change denier, which I'm not, um, then this is an opportunity to start looking at green energy, right? So we'll see what happens. There's a lot of talking going on. I'm seeing large amount of people moving into crypto, the cryptocurrency space. Yeah. So that's huge um, right now. And this huge shift that's happening in the world, you're going to want to learn about that. And when I bring my guests, everyone has united behind Ukraine. So, you know, notoriously, our country is divided. Um, 
and everyone's supporting you like this is the, something that we can agree on so in a way it's it's really incredible we're all um sort of keeping an eye as a veteran i'm like very focused on what's happening over there um and also you know what part of me i'm also like a low-key conspiracy theorist so i'm also analyzing everything <laughs> trying to find the angles like a crazy person <laughs> but i am doing it because you know you don't want to be caught unaware and you want to try to see understand what's happening and how this is going to affect you eventually because it is going to affect all of us the world is changing now it's interesting i've talked with a couple of uh, russians here and it's I mean, it's nice to see their point of view as well. They're not upset at Putin. They think um, NATO didn't do what they're supposed to do. And um, Putin is just defending Russia. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? I saw an interview yesterday with a, a girl. I can't remember the, the name of her. She was from an independent paper or an independent broadcast in Russia. Right. And she was talking about um, that a lot of people there disagree with what's happening. And a lot of people there also believe everything they're being told. So it sounded so much like the United States <laughs> to me that I totally understood what she was saying. And, um, and that I think that there are no winners. There are no winners. I think the only, it's a tragedy because the regular civilians are paying for it and mm -hmm. we gonna pay for it. Anyone in the world is affected by it. So I just hope this war ends soon otherwise. Is there is there a possibility of World War Three? I don't know. Yeah. I I think I think I think yes. I mean, if you know history, which um, and if you look at the Great War, which was World War One, and I won't deep dive into it because a lot of people find it boring. <laughs> but if you look at the end of the Great War, um, what happened to Germany after that war is sort of what inspired World War Two to take place, right? And all of the famine and all of the poverty get, created a space for Hitler to come into power and all of that. And he, when he started that war, he sort of started taking territories like, I'm just going to take this <laughs> and pull that in to Germany. And I'm going to take this country. And, and I think the rest of the world sort of just said, OK, we're not going to make a big deal. And that was the mistake. Right. So where is the line of we just, you just take Ukraine. <laughs> does it end there? Or does it, I mean, I understand the land bridge is important yeah. strategically. And I understand that there's nuclear there and there's bio labs there. They're talking about in the news today, the US has them there. And um, so there are strategic reasons why Ukraine is important, which I understand. And I can understand why the civilians in Russia would understand where their leader is coming from. However, there, I mean, I stand by what I said earlier. Um, that's a country where people were living their normal lives and now they're completely uprooted, yeah. you know, and it's just it. tragic. I mean, it's, it's tragic for everybody. It's tragic for, like you said, the civilians and, and the Russian people. It's tragic for the Ukrainian people. And it's, horrible for the rest of the world to watch. And, um, and so I just come against war as a veteran. 
I just I just come again. I understand that these wars happen because powerful people have plans. Greed. Mm -hmm. It is it all comes down to greed and maneuvering and strategic placement and world domination. I mean, if we call a spade a spade. So um they make these moves and the people who really pay the price are the common people who are just trying to live and live their happiest, best life. Right. Exactly. So yeah. That's why metaverse right now it can be <laughs> and it's funny because people were turning their nose up at cryptocurrency and all of these things, but now it's starting to be seen as a viable option. What happens when, you know, if you have crypto and you can move with cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and your nation's fiat cu- currency is devalued, then you still have some something. independence and freedom there. You still have something. So I think this is also highlighting the importance of an alternative than centralized currency, to be honest with you. But we can go down this rabbit hole all day, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now I want to mention something like for metaverse, people are now thinking more seriously about metaverse because Mm -hmm. uh, you just want to escape somewhere safe. I mean, I mean, by knowing humans, we're going to have wars in metaverse as well. (laughs) (laughs) We can run to metaverse and have a land somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah. Build a, it could be anything you want in in the metaverse at this point. You can create a whole new, maybe I'll create Hot Topics Live, the podcast in the metaverse. (laughs) So I saw the news today. There is this boy got his first job at the age of 14 at the um, uh, Subway Metaverse working. Oh, at- really? I'm going to send my son there because <laughs> he's been trying to get a job and he can't seem to find one because he's 15 and they don't want to hire a 15 year old. I'm going to tell him to go in the Metaverse to Subway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and get he a was job. Trained. I was like, wow. The new generation. We, we should world. get up with the. We we should catch up. Otherwise, I think at the age of sixty, we will be homeless if the new generation <laughs> is coming up with the metaverse and the new. Get your people. land in the metaverse now. <laughs> exactly. Um, really, uh, actually, Sasha makes a good point. Regulation is coming soon. Yeah, it is. Um, it. Currently, yes, but I think that we will see definite regulation. And if if I had to predict, I would see it becoming a more central, a, a more of a component of central uh, currency in due time, but not for a while. And you know, people with power they like to take control of things like this. So will it stay as something for the people for long? In my opinion. Mm, I don't know. I question that. But for now, it is. So it's worth learning. I have an amazing guest and she's waiting. I'm going to bring her in. Her name yes, is Zaina Degaya. And she is a soul purpose coach. She is um, a yoga coach. She's an author. <laughs> and now she has a new venture teaching basic crypto knowledge for beginners, which I think is critical because as you know, I coach on a DeFi course and that course isn't exactly for beginners. 
Yes, I've experienced. Sort of, but not exactly. You have to sort of know a little bit in order to really get the most out of that course. And then it takes you to intermediate. So it takes you, it's not very, um, not for people who have no idea what a coin is and no idea what cryptocurrency even is. So she's created something to sort of bridge that gap. And I want to talk about it because I think it's necessary for more people to have this opportunity. Um, But before that, let's get to know her. She's incredible. You're going to love her. She's so charming. And I'm going to bring her on now. Perfect. Oh, here I am. Here you are. (laughs) Hi, Zena. Centered. Hello. So great to be here and be with you all. It is so great to have you. So tell me, where are you and what time is it for you? Oh, I'm in Florida in the United States. I'm overlooking the ocean right now. It's really, um, it's a wild one today. And it's about almost 5 p.m. here, Eastern Standard Time. Fantastic. And well, we've got Matilda joining us from Armenia where it's is 1, 1.50 in the morning, right? It's almost 2 a.m. Yes. Now. You're a trooper. That's why I love you so much. Thanks for joining us. Anyways, I haven't seen you in like a month, I feel like. So Zaina, tell me what exactly is a soul purpose coach? I, I've moved this title so many different times because I coach from my experience and my life lessons. And um, a sole purpose coach is I'm the space for people to get one, that everything in their life happens for them, not to them. And when you can experience life happening for you and you start to question well, what's the soul lesson here? So I, I, um, I help people discover what their soul lesson is that they've had throughout their life. And that soul lesson gives you your purpose in life. It gives you something to share from that's authentic and real to you so you can make a difference for people who've gone through um, something similar. So um, that's just a little nutshell of, of the work that I do with people in coaching. How did you get into that? Oh, gosh. You know, I have been for the last, I'm 41 now. So I started in my 20s. I've, my, my work in this life is to, one, seek out, you know, completeness in myself and connection with God, divinity, source, universe, whatever you want to call it, with each breath, and to empower others to do the same. So I've just been on a journey of self-discovery my whole life, and I've been involved in different transformational programs, including yoga and meditation and companies like Landmark that um, specialize in transformational programs and coaching. So I have been working with people around um, really transcending the stories of who we are not. We're not our bodies. We're not our feelings. We're not our thoughts. And really um, discovering the source of, of who we are, which is being. And, you know, this what I just shared about the soul lessons is something I developed for myself when I went through one of the most difficult times in my life where I was like, you know, on my knees, it brought me to prayer, it brought me to (laughs) surrender. And it really had me start looking for myself, why am I going through this? What is the lesson in this? And I spent a lot of time suffering 
um, asking the wrong questions. Like, why is this happening to me? Till I found the question, oh, why is this happening for me? <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, it's been a lifelong journey, Kia. And um, I, when 2020 happened and, you know, this whole transformation we're going through on the planet of what it is to be alive and what it is to be alive on this planet, um, I really got into my, my role. Like it was, I got a wake up call, like you cannot wait around anymore and not do this, not empower the leaders of the new earth to step up. Everybody's waiting to have it together, to have it worked out, to be completely healed. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> now is the time. We need to step up. We need to be there for each other. We need to build new communities. We need to take our gifts. Each one of us has such unique gifts and such unique soul experiences that we're here to embody, to learn, and then to give away to others. So it just it kicked me in the behind and told me, you know, come on. So I had to do it for myself. I had to stop hiding and waiting. And um, so there it is. <laughs> um, um, amazing what you said. You said um, when things are happening to your life, you have to stop and say why life is happening the way that it's happening for you. What What's the secret there? What's the magic there? Yeah. I think I think that's a big um, transformation when you're going through something and you believe that universe have something bigger to offer you and it's not the pain and the suffering. It's the wealth of this pain and the uh, the wisdom of it um, yes. behind behind it. And your job is to just look for it and yes. find it instead of complaining and maybe go through it with a um, um, hopeless attitude. You go through it with uh, um, adventures. Yes. You to, to learn the lesson there. Curiosity. Yes, curiosity. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, it doesn't change the emotions and the experience of being human, but it gives you a different place, a different context to come from. And like you said, it's, 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 it's a different experience. It's more freeing. It's funner. <laughs> and you can be really sad and, and upset and, you know, disappointed about things and still come from that space of looking, well, what's in it for my soul? I love that. Mm. Mm, me too. I, I like that a lot. Um, by the way, happy birthday, Lindsay. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the 40s club. It only gets better from here. As you know, you're one year <laughs> in both of you. It only goes up and up from here. So you have something to look forward to, Matilda. <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of um, finding your soul's purpose and curiosity and all of that, if we're... So many times in life, I feel like, and I know in my life, I have felt completely lost, like I was spinning my wheels. How do we, if we're feeling lost, sort of try to start down the path of figuring out what is going to reignite our passion for life? Mm, that's a great question. I think there's two ways to this. One of them is is 
you know, looking within you and really looking at, you know, I ask this every morning, like, God, how can I serve today? How can I serve today? And if you ask this question, each one of us has a unique answer. If you're open to really being vulnerable to um, letting your light shine with others, that's the first thing. And doing it by yourself, like sitting by myself, looking at the mirror of myself is not a very effective way to transform something or break through something when I'm stuck. So one of the emphasis um, really in any program that I do um, and in my life is community. And it hasn't always been that way for me. I think a lot of us are live on an island like I got this. I don't need anything. And to be able to be in community where when you are stuck and you need that reflection of yourself that you can't give yourself in that moment, to have a community that sees you bigger than you can see yourself is so important. So, you know, for me, those two things to to keep asking, how may I serve and to be open to that changing. It's like, you know, how old school it is to think that you're only going to have one career and you're going to have that career your whole life. It's also very archaic to think that your sole purpose is this one thing and it's got to look the same way your whole life. So to be open to, okay, I know my I'm here to serve. I'm here to share love in, in a in my specific way, but it, maybe I'm not teaching yoga anymore. You know, I've let, I've let go of that title like a decade ago. It, it had, it had, um, expired with my heart and Mm -hmm. it's developed into something new where I started training yoga teachers. So I didn't stop teaching necessarily, but I started teaching others to teach. And that was a new expression for me. And then I gave that up completely too. And I've, you know, I, I moved on to doing the sole purpose coaching and now I'm teaching cryptocurrency basics. So, <laughs> and it's, I, I owe that to my connection to source and taking the time to, to do that every morning and be connected and to the source of my life, which are the people in my life that I keep around who we empower each other. And when we're stuck and we f- don't feel like that, you know, super confident. I got it. I I know who to go to and they know who to go to. And it's just, it's goes back and forth. And that is the most empowering thing ever. And I think it's one thing that's really missing a lot, that community and also being vulnerable in community, being willing, especially if you're a leader and you're somebody who's like coaching people to be able to, you know, go to your community and say, damn, I'm like, I'm feeling really down. I'm really stuck. I don't know what to do. That's powerful. So for for me, uh, I mean, <laughs> I I feel That's like powerful. that too. It is powerful. Um, I feel like that too uh, because I feel like sort of like a cat in my life, where I've I feel like I've had so many lives in this one lifetime, and typically it's preceded by sort of a death, (laughs) not necessarily of a person, but of who I was formally. So sorry, of course, the landscapers are here right now, if you can hear that. (laughs) Um, But, but um, so for me, it's been more or less rediscovering what's next for me. 
So I had my military career and then that ended. And then after that, I had um, a, a career in pro wrestling of all things, right? And then I also had a corporate career and each of these were like different lives of mine that I found a lot of purpose and value in. And then there was a period of my life where I felt completely lost, namely my 30s. <laughs> and I was going to school and finishing my degree programs and all of that and all of these years of school I was attending with this goal of going to work in the Securities and Exchange Commission. Um, so all of this year, years of accounting and finance and all of this studying. And then I got really sick and I had to have a kidney removed, right? And I remember waking up from the surgery and going, that's not what I'm meant to be doing with my life. I'm, I don't know what it is yet, but this is not it. This is not, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to, I have like um, one more degree program. And I said, I don't know if I'm going to finish that because I'm not doing that. This is not my purpose. And from that moment on, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I was open and I was led down a path and that path led me here. So now I realize how I serve because once you serve in the military, you tend to have that need. It's almost like a need to continue to serve people. Mm. And um, and I think that's one of the reasons why you join, even though I often tell people I joined because my mom wanted me to, <laughs> um, that she asked me to. But I think it's because it was already in me to be of service. I was always the good friend, you know, the good sister, the good daughter. And then I don't know if I could say I was a good sailor. I was a good sailor, but I had more fun than sailors should have. Sailors have a lot of fun too, <laughs> by the way. But I had more fun than most sailors should have while they're serving in the military. Um, that's a story for another day. Well, that's perfect. But... <laughs> that's, that's a great demonstration, you know, of one of a tough time in your life. Like yeah. if you're stuck, like find the toughest time in your life and ask yourself, what was the purpose? What was the soul lesson there? And that will give you how to serve. Like you That's know, amazing. I love what you shared at the beginning, how you opened the, the show and you're like, this is your weekly reminder that you're awesome, that you're worth it, that you're, you know, everything you said was so empowering. That, that is your message. And it comes from the opposite, from not feeling powerful, from that time in your life where you were not feeling all of that. And then you transformed something and you got who you are. And now you're here living your purpose, sharing it and wanting everybody to get that it is it is that's incredible yeah <laughs> it is <laughs> it comes from a feeling of you know having felt not enough it comes from a feeling of i know what it's like to be lost i know what it's like to feel like i don't deserve I know what it's like to be in a dark place. So I show up here every week to remind people that you don't, you don't have to be alone and stuck there. Not everyone has a good support system. Also, some people have an environment that's invalidating and destructive and your mindset and your environment are the two key components of how you're going to live your life, whether how happy you're going to be, how fulfilled you're going to be. And so if you don't have that support system, I've learned through London Real is you can create a virtual support system that empowers you 
and supports you through some of the hardest times of your life. And you might not have even met these people in person. And I do that here. That's what Hot Topics is about. It's a place for people to come and feel supported and ask your questions and vibe with our guests and all of that stuff. But to remind you that life is supposed to be enjoyed. You're supposed to be passionate and purpose-filled, you know? And sometimes yes. we just get lost. Yes, it's so real. Thank you for keeping it real. It is. It's, it's what inspires people. And I really think we teach what we need to learn the most. You know, so I'm teaching people to live their purpose and I wake up some mornings and I'm like, man, I just, maybe nobody needs this. I get, I start giving myself excuses. Maybe this isn't the right. And I'm like, oh, here I'm in it too. I'm in it with them and we're all spiraling together. And there's just, you know, I just have, I'm two steps ahead of the people I'm coaching just because I've been there, done that, transformed this. And there's no reason they can't be here, done that, transform this too and move on to their next level. And by me sharing with them, guess what? I get to transform and get to my next transformation because they allowed me to serve them. Well, if, how do you, I mean, I have a big question here. Go for it. <laughs> how do you even, I mean, if somebody doesn't went through any, for example, Kia uh, shared her story and somehow she managed her soul talked to her. What if you are with you're someone that the soul hasn't talked yet? You want your soul to talk to you, but hasn't done it yet. So how do you find your purpose? How do you oh. find, how do you navigate your life? Yes, that's a great me? question. So one of the ways that I find is effective is using the mirror of people around you who love you, respect you, honor you, really see you. Um, you know, I, I remember I asked. Um, I was asking around, you know, what, what am I really here to do? How do I serve best? And I was getting answers from people. And one of the things that came up that was a common denominator from the answers is like that I'm very nurturing and around me, people just get to be themselves and they get to um, experience being loved regardless of how bad they've been in their life or how great they are. And I took that and I ran with it, Matilda. Um, and it was something I wasn't aware of that one I could use like in my career. It's just who I am. It's how I, you know, it, it was just like they, my, my community reflected back to me what my gifts were. So that's one way is to ask the people in your life that question. I don't know how I'm supposed to serve. What do you think is my highest calling? How do you see that I'm unique um, in my service and what I have to provide for the world and listen and you'll get the answer. They can see it a lot quicker than you can, just like people can see our faults a lot quicker than we can. <laughs> they can also see your gifts a lot quicker than you can. We're and, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, you use serve, mm -hmm. the word you use serve. Do you think that's the, that's the way to find your soul, your soul purpose is by looking how you can serve? Or is there other ways around it? You know, I think service is a pathway to the divine. And if you ever studied yoga, yoga um, has four paths. And one of the paths is karma yoga, which is selfless service. So it's one path to... 
be in alignment with your soul and yeah, to discover your soul purpose. There's other pathways too. I personally think if, if you want to get out of this suffering and misery, that's, you know, prevalent out of being a human being on planet earth, not just right now, but it's always been suffering has been, um, just part of being human. I've found that one way out is to take my attention off of myself and to put it onto others. And the more I do that, the happier I become, the more free I become. It's my personal experience. So I, I haven't stopped since I figured that out. <laughs> Lovely. Interesting. I mean, actually, it's a very good guidance because I never thought about it that way, about the service. But now I'm going to look at it in that direction. How can I serve people? What is, where is my gift that I can give to others? Hmm. That's something that we teach at London Real too. Um, it's, it's, it's about being a value. That's how we term it. It's about being of value, adding value to the community, whether it's via social media or through a podcast or a course that you've created. But how can you add value to those around you? And if that's not your thing, if you, say you work at a nine to five job, right? How can you be of, of value in, in your role there? And, and if you are not happy if that's if you're going to work every day and you're clocking in and you're collecting a check and you're not happy then maybe it's time to reevaluate where you could be of service maybe that's not where you're best of service maybe that's just what you're doing to collect a check but is there a way for you to find other employment via remote work or in another organization where you get to enjoy what you're doing, you can be of service and you can find fulfillment that way. I think a lot of people chase paper. Obviously you need money to live, right? So we know we need money, but what, but how, how are you best happy? Maybe the thing that you love doing doesn't make a lot of money, but can you make a life, you know, or can you, can you, Maybe if you have to collect a check, maybe you collect a check and you do the job, but you find a way to be of service through something that you have love for um, as a hobby. Uh, for example, I love weddings, <laughs> right? I really, really love weddings. I've been married a couple of times, but I love to attend weddings. I love to be at weddings. So um, <laughs> I was asked to, to marry um, someone. So I got, I became an efficient and now my hobby is marrying people. Oh, great. <laughs> so I like to marry people because I love to go to weddings because it's, it's typically one of the happiest days in, in two people's lives. Right. You know, so, I mean, the, it may end in divorce, but on that day, <laughs> you're really happy. Um, hopefully. So so that's something, and it's something that you can do on the side. And if you're lucky, um, you can find a lot of joy and fulfillment, if not in the work itself that you're doing, but with with the people you're working with, right? And that's something I hated corporate. I just absolutely hated working in corporate America, but I always loved the people that I was working with nine out of 10. I mean, at least some of them, let's be real. <laughs> so I found a lot of joy in that connection as yeah. well mm -hmm. absolutely you know what i'm thinking i'm thinking because we're not teaching our children or society is not talking about it 
that you need to be happy. It's kind of a taboo, actually. If we say, oh, we're happy about, we have a happy life, it's kind of a taboo thing that you're telling people. Somehow, this is what I believe. Girl, do not because... get me started. <laughs> me either. I could go there too. I always ask That's kids, um, if you ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? They'll say, I want to be a dentist or a doctor. I'm like, why? You know, it's just what they were told to do. But then if you mm -hmm. ask them, well, how do you want to make people smile? Or, you know, what kind of difference do you want to make in the world? And you get them thinking. But yeah, not they don't get asked that a lot. I feel like lately, especially um, with the with with the emergence of the term toxic positivity, um, that happiness That's sort of gets a, ba a bum rap, right? And it's almost like, and I'm not saying, and I always have to preface this by saying, please feel your emotions. Don't <laughs> ignore when you feel sad or angry, all of your emotions are valid, but there is literally nothing wrong. The, the goal is to be happy. So feel your feelings to get on the other side of them so that you can once again feel happy. There is nothing wrong. We should feel happy. Joy is like our set point, right? And then all the bullshit happens. You don't, you're not born miserable. You're born happy. <laughs> and then all the other bullshit comes in and it, it takes away from that. So the point is to number one, learn how to regulate your nervous system so that you can, you can maintain in all situations. Number two, through all your triggers. Number two, the point of feeling emotions is so that you can feel happy once more and more days happy is better than more days sad. I don't think anyone should really argue that point, right? So when you ask your children what they want to be when they grow up, the answer should be happy. <laughs> yes. And you know what else? My son, because really as a parent, you want your children to be happy. So I love that answer. And um, my son said to me, my 14-year-old said to me the other day, which was profound. He's a profound kid, really. But he came into my bedroom and he said, Mom, I have figured out the secret to life. And I said, oh, have you now? Well, what is that? <laughs> he's 15. I'm sorry. He's 15 pushing 16. And um, he said, to be happy at all times. <laughs> yeah. And I said, and I said, that's awesome. I said, but be careful now because you do need to feel your feelings and you're not always going to have happy feelings. But he says, yes, he said, it's true, but you should be happy about those feelings. Oh, that's just so beautiful. And I said, my God. So you should be happy that you're angry. You should be happy, <laughs> but not necessarily happy that you are that. But you can be that and you can move through that in a healthy way and come back to happy and happy that whatever those emotions are coming up for is to teach you something in order for you to heal it or grow and then become what? Happy. Absolutely. I stand to stand <laughs> Can I share something about this, Kia? <laughs> Absolutely. I would love it. There is a book <laughs> by Dr. Stephen Hawkins called uh for power versus force. And he breaks down the frequency chart of emotions. And I love what you said, because there is, um, there's a purpose to each one. And even, you know, anger, anger is, a, is high on the chart compared to shame and guilt and apathy, because 
shame, guilt, and apathy are super low. That's when you're like, I don't give a damn, you know, I'm not worth mm -hmm. anything. I'm a nobody. But then when you start to like get, oh, wait a minute, you can't treat me like this. And then you start to like feel that like, wait a minute, like I'm angry about this. That actually moves people up into uh, pride, which is ego, which is also necessary before you hit third dimension is ego and down. And then the fourth dimension is when you start to enter love. You enter love through anger and ego, anger and pride. And um, he also distinguishes between joy and happiness. Whereas joy is a natural arising when you're able to be in a constant state of love. So yeah, and you can like, people can get on your nerves. You may not like certain people, but you can always come back to love. And that practice of like coming back to love for the sake of your own heart then allows the state of joy to arise, which is a natural state that arises from being in that state of love where happiness is a choice. Mm -hmm. So you could like be, you know, at war in a war country and just still choose, you know, I'm still going to choose happiness today. Um, it's a very, it's a, it's an older book, but it's like the Bible for that are moving through the emotions, which are frequency levels for us. And the highest frequency um, actually is not love is enlightenment. It mm -hmm. comes, it, there's peace and an enlightenment. So gratitude um, is up there too, isn't, isn't it? Gratitude has to be in with love. It mm -hmm. has to be in with love. Um, but yeah, it's right. It's really up there high. I mean, when you're in gratitude, it's high frequency. So Sasha, of course, has wonderful questions. <laughs> and he says, do you think happiness is the goal in life? It looks a very individualistic concept of life, destroying the structure of the society. Well, you know what? My answer to that, Sasha, is it is one of the goals of life. And it is per individual. But it's also contagious. It's also contagious, I think. So, I mean, if you, you spread happiness, negativity is actually much more contagious. But really, if your your goal is not, if one of your goals in life is not to be happy and live a happy life, then what is your goal? What what kind are you, is, would it a, a better goal for society to be miserable or power hungry <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, French who will come up with other... <laughs> in here <laughs> but you know i love me some sasha so <laughs> I, i'm here for all of it you know <laughs> i love a smart man i really do <laughs> and kaula says we should be happy that we feel miserable yes actually because it's it's an indicator it's an indicator don't you agree mm -hmm. Zena? what do you think about that you know that what comes up for me is freedom you know, freedom from the attachment of what it, life has to look like or how we should feel. Like whenever should comes in, suffering comes in. So, yeah, like we can appreciate the whole spectrum of our humanity. And when we can appreciate our, the whole spectrum of our humanity, then perhaps we can be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Khalil Jubran has a very nice um, page about feeling happiness and sadness in the book of prophets. I don't know, whoever yes. hasn't read about it, it's beautiful. And he talks about if you want, you want to have a human being that feels happiness and joy in life, 
then uh, this human being will feel the sadness and misery in life as well. You cannot pick and choose. It's not a, a something that you can, oh, I just want to feel the happiness and not feel the misery. It's like if you are happy, you have to know that uh, the sadness and misery is sleeping in a, in a bedroom. And uh, when the misery and uh, when you feel the miserable, you have to know the happiness is sleeping in a bedroom and you're in balcony. So I think it's just we have to understand if you're feeling it, we cannot numb if uh, numb this to not feel it. Then we will have a numb society. The we goal- do have a numb society. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. I think that's the pandemic is people don't want to feel, but they don't realize what you just said. Because if but I even block before you- that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the sad part that we don't have people that they are alive. You're alive with your emotions, the positive, the negative, and you feel it and you're aware and you're present to the world. And um, unfortunately, we don't teach our children to pay attention to how they feel. That's why maybe they become 30 and 40 and they become uh, miserable and have, um, I don't know, depressions. They're in a job that they don't like because they never thought that they have to be happy. They're allowed to be happy. They have to choose happiness over anything in life. Hmm. They deserve to be happy. Oh, Sasha. Uh, happiness alone looks like an immature goal for traditional societies who destroy the structure of those society. He's Individual right. goals are antagonist to collective interests most of the time. He's mm. right. I mean, look, if you're seeking out happiness for yourself, it gets old really quick. There's no fulfillment in that. And then we come mm-hmm. back to serving, you know, it brings you true mm-hmm. joy is leaving other people joyful and happy. And then you mm-hmm. find your real joy. Like, you're not faking it. It really lights you up. I I mean, I agree with that. And I and I, and I think it comes back to being individually happy too. <laughs> so so it has like, to I, start there. It, it has to start there. And then it spreads out. So as they say, you fill your cup up first. Yes. And then it can spread out into society, I think. And I think if we found that most people were uh, um aware of their own power and they were aware of, uh, you know, how to manage their emotions and work through, you know, know that happiness was sleeping in the bedroom while you're feeling this downtime, right? (laughs) Like, you know, it's cyclical, right? So you're going to be down, you're going to be up, but you're always going to come back to happy. And yes, you can choose happy. You can find the good things in life, even in in the most miserable situations. I certainly have done it many times um, where things seemed hopeless looked for the light, right? Yeah. But I think that you do have to absolutely um fill your cup. And then and then you can go out and affect society in a positive way, Sasha. Like I think that you can then serve, like Zena is saying. And then and then that ultimately gives you even more fulfillment and and more joy. So it, it uh, that is also like a cycle. That's my take on it. Anyway. It is a cycle. It is. Because you you can do it the other way around too, but there's both. You know, if I don't take care of myself and I'm not happy with where I live or how I'm living, and then I'm just faking it with other people. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think, Matilda? Why, why are we, I mean, why the society? Or, I mean, how, why we teach our children that, oh, being a miserable is a bad thing. Sometimes being a miserable is a very good thing. It's the best thing that happens to us because then we learn our limitations. We, le we learn our, as Kia was going through it, uh, you learn about your purpose in life. You learn what's good for you, what's not good for you. I mean, we... Um, uh, we put a lot of taboos around emotions and I think these emotions guide us through life and uh, we learn in the misery we don't learn mm -hmm. in happiness when we're happy who wants to learn something it's in the misery that you're alone and you feel you're broken your bones are broken but then there is a beauty there and then the beauty arises and you become um, there's, a, there's a bird uh, what do you call it that they come out the of phoenix ashes. yes oh yes. from the dust rises from the ashes this from is the true. Ashes. <laughs> mm -hmm. um i i think so um matilda i think we have to it's contrast as as abraham says contrast you you know what you don't want sometimes to know what you do and in order to know that you have to be in the shit you know, you have to be, you have to ha experience that. Like, oh, mm. I don't like that. Like, it's like when you have a child and you tell them, don't touch the stove. The oven is hot. Don't put your hand on it. And then they have two children, two boys, and they're both very stubborn. And they like to learn the hard way. And then they put their, they touch that oven and then they're like, oh, and then I'm like, well, I <laughs> told you not to touch it. And they are miserable. <laughs> it hurts. But they learned, hey. Don't put your, I don't want to experience that. So I'm not going to do that again. Mm. And I think it, even as adults throughout our life, we, we have those experiences of a bad relationship. You ever date a narcissist? That'll teach you what you don't want, what not to accept. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you, you have to go through these things. I think it's part of life. We're here to learn lessons. And I mean, look, lessons look. suck. <laughs> There are lots of big things, lots of people who've done crazy important things in life. They were broken. Their bones mm -hmm. were broken. Their soul was broken. And then they came, uh, they stand up from that point. Uh, I think when you know there is no place to go, there is, I mean, you're in the bottom. There's nowhere, nowhere else to turn. You just need to come up. Uh, I mean, look at all these poets like famous poets in the world, uh, uh, famous philosophers in the world, or even like inventors in the world. They came from uh, like the broken point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. a magical place. I, we should tell people don't be afraid of being broken and being down there because you never know. That's when you will realize how is your soul made up. I love working with people who have big brokenness, just big tragedy in their life because their soul lessons are gigantic. Their, their lessons in compassion are gigantic and the opportunity of that is just extraordinary. I agree with you. And I think, but also I do want to say that coming through the end of that and having experiencing all this brokenness and all of this tragedy, when you get to the place of happiness, it feels so good. It does. 
it feels so much better because I wanted to point out that, yes, we should be looking to feel happy and enjoy joy and experience this as, as much and as often as possible in our life without shame, with reckless abandon to pursue your highest excitement and your greatest joy and the things that give you pleasure in a healthy way, right? But you can't, you won't really enjoy any of that. You couldn't if you didn't know suffering. You really couldn't. So, um, but Zaina, I have a question for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you do all of this work and, and you meditate. And I'm often asked in interviews, what is something that I can't do without? And my answer is typically, I cannot do without my morning meditation. What is something that you cannot do without? The starting my day off with God and, and connection, like waking up in the morning, I, I take silence time for about an hour. If I don't have the hour, like if I could do 15 minutes, I do it. But there's just, there's, that's that time for me where everything is shut down. I can burn my candles, my incense, and just sit and do whatever practice. I don't have like an exact ritual I do every day, but the ritual is allow for what's needed every morning. Like I starting my day off, my connection with source. And personally, I am really lucky to have been living on the ocean for the last three years. And just going downstairs and sitting with her is, and that's why I moved here. You know, some connection. If I wasn't on the ocean, I want to be on the ground somewhere where I could set my feet into the earth. Just having a connection and starting the day off with that. I feel that. I mean, I think that's what meditation is for, for me. And that helps me set my day, the tone of my day to be positive. And right now I'm, I am madly in love with these self, um, these guided meditations about self-concept, which is, I think, also really important for determining um, what your passion is or reigniting your passion for life is being very firm in who you are and what you think of yourself and what you believe that you are capable of because your thoughts being so powerful and that they manifest the world around you. So I love these guided meditations that um, focus, help you to focus on um, how amazing you are because sometimes you don't have people in your life that tell you. And sometimes you're not so good at telling yourself but these are things that you should hear. So that's for me right now, something that's a staple that I'm really enjoying. What are you, what are, what are you doing for yourself these days, Matilda? I know you're traveling, so you're a little bit all over the place, but do you have a practice that you'd like to share? Mm, I like to be alone with myself, <laughs> which being married is not very big, <laughs> but I love just being, just um, being with me alone. And just feeling me, um, yeah. listening to me. And um, I think it's very powerful uh, for me because then I understand what I need. And lots of sometimes I feel anxious, sometimes I feel depressed, sometimes, and I try to understand why. Why am I feeling this way? And I talk to myself <laughs> and um, just spend with myself. And then I have coffee. For me, it's a very holy time my coffee time with myself because it's the time that I really enjoy uh, to be alone. 
Ooh, I love like, that. Send Sasha somewhere. Usually work out. I'm like, go, go. <laughs> I need yeah. to be alone. <laughs> I love that though, Matilda. I love to be alone too. Okay. <laughs> I don't get enough alone time as a single mom with two kids. But mm-hmm. as much as I can get, I really enjoy spending time with myself. And I just want to say, did you know that most high performers talk to themselves? It's mm-hmm. a character trait of high performers. <laughs> just so you know, Matilda. <laughs> awesome. Zena, <laughs> um, so you have had kind of like me, you've had many sort of incarnations in your lifetime of yes. following a, something that made you feel have purpose and, and follow a different path. And now you are going into this this path of cryptocurrency, which is how we met. And um, I'd love to talk about that. But wait, before we, we launch into that, um, let's see what Sasha's talking about. <laughs> so, um, without limits, most of the people are lost. You see the consequences actually with the data of psycho psychosociology. A lot of people are depressed when they don't have the structure in life. That is so true, especially if you have ADHD. Freedom is more about the choice of those limits and happiness is related to that process. Individualism is destroying the structure and destroy happiness. Oh my God, I love him so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's your husband, Matilda. So cool. He's so supportive. He's so deep. He is deep. Girl. I love that. I that beautiful point, Sasha. Yes. And that is what the point of serving and helping humanity and adding value to others, because then it doesn't destroy society. Then it lifts society up. And 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 then so, but yes, I love him. He's great. What do you think, Matilda? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um I think once you really understand who you are. You really don't need any limitation or any, I mean, I'm against religion or nationality or anything. I feel like if you really understand who you are and love who you are, you don't need the, um, these titles to define you in a sense. And you can connect anyone or anything. Why should a religion dictate what you should do? Um, I mean, this, the universe is so big, your connection with the universe, your humanity should be your religion, if there is a religion concept. Um, I think yeah, people don't put the time to really understand who they are. And for me, the biggest purpose in life, for me, is to understand who Matilda is. Who Matilda is as a friend, as a, as a human being, as a wife, maybe one day as a mother as a daughter, different people come to your life, you take or you take different positions in life. And these are all these positions make you understand who you are in a deeper sense. And uh, just to understand yourself, that's a lifetime of uh, um, work. And we are here to just understand who we are. I don't think there's another purpose to this universe. That's my opinion. Lovely. What do you think, Zena? Right on. I mean, like you said, I've I've got to get I've got to have oxygen to give oxygen. I've got to feel love towards myself to give love. So it's a balance. And sometimes serving comes before, and it's what fills your cup and has you discover who you really are. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's the other way around. Like you said, it's cyclical. Like it's different for all of us. But 
we're here to be in service to each other at the end of the day. We're, we're and actually, actually through serving, you understand who you are. And it's a very good way of uh, understanding your limitations, your barriers, your limitations. So it's very interesting. This serving point is very... I'm going to look into my personality, see where I serve. Do I even serve someone? I don't know. Maybe I'm serving Sasha. Sasha, am I serving you? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm sure you're serving Sasha as well as you're, you serve people with your podcast and, and the shows that you do and your lovely, charming personality is of service because you always make me feel happier to see you. And that's just by showing up. So, um, yeah, and that's yeah. one way to serve, right? Absolutely. So, um, Zena, I have a question for you. Now, yeah. I know that you have launched into this world of cryptocurrency. And, and I, I'm assuming that this is another way for you to serve people. Yes. So, so let's talk about your course. Yes. So, um, you know... I, I, I've been, I've been like, when you said you're like a, um, what did you call it? Like in the closet conspiracy theorist, like I'm a big time <laughs> conspiracy theorist. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you remember the documentaries? Like, I was like, I don't know how many years ago, but there was Zeitgeist and Zeitgeist 2 that came out. Mm -hmm. Oh, I they remember those. Remember those? And they've mm -hmm. disappeared because they got censored. Mm -hmm. But those documentaries and everything down that rabbit hole explained the corruption and the lack of integrity that exists in the current financial system, mm -hmm. you know, from going from gold to fiat and, and so much more and all the, how, you know, a small group of people control so much to, for a big group of people. And, you know, going down those rabbit holes, I just was always present to something is going to collapse soon. Like you can't keep going with zero spokes on a wheel. Like there were so many spokes missing on this wheel that, so in 2020, like I knew about crypto, I knew about Bitcoin, but it was actually, you know, I, I, I got on a call with Tika and Brian mm -hmm. and, um, and I started understanding what Bitcoin really represented, which is power to the people. That's what mm -hmm. I heard. It was by the people, for the people. Now, I know things are changing right now and we're in, in the midst of a transformation, but the idea of it was like, oh my God, this is what's going to, you know, replace this collapse or, you know, something. It was just, it was so clear and it, it involved so many people. Like there's no way to take this thing down. It wasn't built mm -hmm. by a small group of people. So I, at that time, you know, would put $50 into my savings account at the bank. So Instead of doing that, I opened a Coinbase account and I just started putting that $50 and buying Bitcoin. So that's how I got started. And then, you know, I partnered up with a really great friend of mine. We were engaged for a while. That didn't work out. But we still had a lot of magic to create together. And what I discovered, you know, I called him when I, I heard about Tika and Brian. I said, let's get on this call. And then we didn't have the money to sign up for their program where they told you what coins to buy and what to do. So my partner being 
obsessive compulsive that he is just started watching YouTube videos after like night after night after night. And he would be like, go buy this coin. So I became the expert that like going out into the shady world of like exchanges, <laughs> <laughs> centralized, decentralized. No, and I could like, and I became really good at moving currency around and then storing it somewhere safe and learning what all that was while he became an expert at researching and doing all that. So, you know, and then we, you know, we, the, the market went up and we made some really great money and then we were able to pay for Brian's course. And I've taken two of them now. <laughs> and it's been such a gift. One, because that's the reason I'm doing this course by being in um, the DeFi Academy, which is the first course. I really got how, thanks to Brian, because he really encourages people to go out and share and you know, be an influencer, be somebody who's, like you said, bringing value to the community. Mm -hmm. And I really got how I was kidding myself. I know a lot and I have a lot to share. And there's a lot of people in the communities that I'm in, which is a lot of spiritual communities who want to make a big difference in the world that want to buy land and start new communities and start the new earth. And we're lacking resources. And not only that, there's you know, once I started learning about crypto and decentralized finance, the more I learned, the more I'm like, whoa, this is a really big world. It's so overwhelming. And what I created in my course is an opportunity for people to get the big picture and to start to align with something in this world that aligns with them. Like, for example, I really wanted to start trading. And the more I go into trading, the more I'm like, I hate this. I don't want to do graphs or bots. You know, it's not my thing. And I know it would be great at it, but I don't want it. But the NFT world, like this is my art here. Like I've started minting all my art and I've created a gallery on open seas. And that like so inspires me. So that's an area that aligns with me. So I really want people to discover what aligns for them in this new world and not get caught like in the 90s if you were resisting email and you're like i'm not going to learn email i'm not going to do email and you're, <laughs> right. you're screwed because what was around the corner was so much bigger like there was a whole world of social media and da, da, da. like we couldn't even imagine back then going from aol email to where we are now and i mm -hmm. i what i'm seeing is that's where we are now and bitcoin Coinbase opening up an account, it's it's a little segue into being more confident in this new world. It's not like you're going to learn everything in a three-week course, but it's becoming confident that you can navigate your way around and find an area that will align with you. And you don't have to learn everything, but you can get a big picture. So my course is really that. It guides people through the whole world of it. It's in practice, it shows them how to open a wallet and how to secure money, how to take it out. Um, and then the third part encourages them to become the expert, to become the researcher in whatever area they want to be. You know, I have no interest in doing what my partner did, which is watching tons of videos and talking about graphs and uh, trends. And <laughs> it's not for me. And um, my thing is empowering people through this. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm pregnant. I don't know if I told you, Kia, but <gasps> I'm, yeah, I'm, I have like four weeks left and right <laughs> before I got pregnant, like a voice told me just stop everything. And I swear to you, I stopped everything. I put all my projects down 
And then I got pregnant and I was like, oh, this is great. I don't want to do anything but be pregnant. So I was taking the course and I was just like not doing any projects. And then halfway through the, the, the Kings of DeFi, I woke up one morning and I'm like, I need, I need to, I need to share. So I put the course out there as a way for me to serve during this time. That's beautiful. First of all, congratulations. You are so lovely pregnant. Oh my gosh. So your artwork is beautiful, by the way. I know I watched you a little bit of an interview you did. Was it yesterday? Yeah. (laughs) On Facebook. And you were talking about your artwork. And I love that you're on OpenSeas doing NFTs, which means um, if you know what OpenSeas is, it's um, it's a place like an app where you can go and look at these different artworks that people are putting out as NFTs and you can have a digital art collection. Okay. It's, it's a thing it's happening. And um, you can go and buy one of uh, Zana's pieces on open seas. And that's incredible, um, which I love. And I'm going to follow in your footsteps because I do, I've been doing digital art just as a hobby for a really long time when I didn't have time to like, cause I was too lazy to get my paints out and actually paint. <laughs> so I started you know, doing digital art for a long time. It took me a, like I kept I even asked Brian, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, what's the point of me putting stuff up? Like, I don't get it. And what I got is it's an, it's an opportunity. Like, it's another place. It It's a mirror of artist collectors, but now it's digital. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. me, it's an opportunity to have uh, a gallery that's global and that's mm-hmm. digital and everybody can see it and I can access so many more people that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm super Beautiful. excited to have my art up there. But yeah, that's, you know, and it may be an area that's not interesting for people at all. So I just, I really want them to get in and discover the world beyond just, I want to, I don't want to miss out. You know, I mm-hmm. want to get in so I can mm-hmm. make money. Like that thought, of, you know, that thinking is not, yeah. it's very narrow. So it's just, just such a bigger view to have. So that's really what the course gives them. I love that you said it's so much bigger than that. And it's like, think of just email and then what was coming after that. This is such a good analogy for an explanation for what is happening here with cryptocurrency. Um, It is so much bigger than what you think. And actually, like we teach in broadcasting, what is your micro niche? Where be niche specific and what you're going to create your podcast to be. It's the same thing in the world. It's a whole ecosystem. It's a whole world. And you can find your place, your niche within that ecosystem. So Sasha, of course, has a, a question. <laughs> and we're going to wrap up soon, I promise, Zaina, because I know that you are going to have yes. to run. Um, so are you conf- more confident in government coins or Bitcoin? First of all, I'm more confident in Bitcoin than government coins. Period. Government coins are the devil. Sorry. <laughs> Period. That's the, the whole point of bit, cryptocurrency. And there's so yes. many more coins than Bitcoin. But if you want to get started, your what we call blue chip coins are going to be Bitcoin and Ethereum because they're the OGs. They're the, the, uh, the, the, the first ones out there and they have the most stability. Okay. And a volatile marketplace. So, um, and also something for you to understand, Sasha, that um, the Bitcoin, the the coin market, we'll say the crypto market follows the stock market. So you can see it's already becoming attached to it. So as far as it being decentralized, a hundred percent 
always. I don't, I don't know. I think the big players, I think, see, as you said, government coins, just you saying government coins is a red flag for me, right? So yeah. we already see that they're trying to get in and it's it's going to be interesting to see how long the powers that be that control all the money before they start trying to take control of this whole space as well. This is why now is the time. This is why now is the time to get in, get familiar, learn everything you can, take Zena's course, <laughs> start learning and and find your place within the space and not get left behind. If you were so I was very young during the dot com boom. I think I was in like 1920, something like that. Um, but I saw it. I saw it happen. I witnessed everything. I saw the rise. I saw the fall. I saw it stabilize. And I saw everything that came after that, obviously, because here I sit. So <laughs> this is that 10x because it's money, like money, money. <laughs> so um, digital currency, it's still money. Um, it has value. Um you know, it's, it's, it's sort of peer reviewed, you know, there's contracts, there's smart contracts, like there's a whole system at play here. It's like learning another language. There's a lot to it, but you don't have to be intimidated because there's people like Zena creating courses for beginners so that you can start to get an understanding and to start to get familiar. Because I think my prediction is with Brian's it aligns with Brian's the next 10 years are going to be crucial. And you don't want to be looking at it like, I saw this, uh, but I didn't see it as an opportunity. And I most of the world will be. Yeah. And there's going to come a time within probably before 10 years from now, where the common person is, is going to be priced out of an, any of the real value, like Bitcoin and Ethereum. So now is the time. It's not too late. Um, it's not too late. To learn. And, you know, with those major coins, the, the blue chips, you have to have a long term, like you said, like a 10 year, 20 year mm -hmm. view with them. And I'll just mm -hmm. add one last thing that's so valuable in Brian's course and also in my course is not just the knowledge that we're getting, but the community around it. You can't, it's not a good idea to go at this alone. Uh, to have a community of people to grow and learn with um, mm -hmm. is critical. And that's part of why I created this course. I want that community. So anybody who goes through the course with us, we're going to keep learning and growing together as this thing is evolving because none of us have ever been on this road before. It's a brand oh, new no. road for humanity as a whole. Yeah. And I think at largely it's a good thing. What do you think, Matilda? Yeah, very nice. I just want to see um, you can just sign up uh, and get there or uh, there are dates that you teach live. Is there... Yes. Well, there's a course starting Saturday and it's three Saturdays in a row. There's live calls and they're pre-recorded. They're also recorded. So if you can't be on the live calls, you can watch them. And then there's an online format where you watch videos and um, educate yourself throughout the week and come to the live calls with your questions. Oh, very nice. And yeah. do you have the prize? I mean, do you have the website for it? And Yes. I actually, if you go to my Instagram, there's a link there. And then the website is cryptobasicscourse.com. Uh, the price is $199. Okay. So you said, hold on, I'm going to put it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like this comment, <laughs> Sasha. Let me put it out there. <laughs> no, no uh, uh, underestimate the devil. I know who you mean. 
<laughs> central banks. <laughs> the power is empty. Right. Um, but I want to, um, okay, so tell me the website one more time and I'll put it in the comments so it's yeah. there for everyone. Thank you. CryptoBasicsCourse.com. And then if it doesn't work, I don't know, it's doing a privacy thing right now. Just go to my Instagram bio at ZainaDegaya.com and you'll get my link tree and all my links are there. Um, if you want to join in this Saturday, no better time to join in um, and be part of a community of people who want to learn and grow together. And, you know, is this a good thing? Honestly, it doesn't matter if you think it's good or bad. I like I I I so don't align with so much of this stuff. And there's an acceptance to what's happening in the world that needs to happen so that you can be in this world as it is. Because nothing's going to stop what's coming. It's coming. So true. <laughs> I love it. Have <laughs> you made the color? <laughs> That's a great joke. idea. I love that. <laughs> that. That is a good idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> my, if you do make a coloring book version, let me have one for my kids. We may run <laughs> with it, Lindsay. <laughs> Sounds like a good one. So anyways, I want to thank you so much, Zaina, for coming and being a guest on Hot Topics Live. It has been so much fun to hang out with you and chat oh, with so you funny. and and learn more about you and see your beautiful artwork and find out you're gonna have a baby wait wait i forgot to ask you do you know what it's gonna be or is it a surprise yeah he's a boy ah, congratulations. <laughs> although girls so are much. amazing too obviously but i have sons and i just love sons and the relationship Aww. with boys and their mother oh my god i'm just so excited for you to experience it so thank you, thank congratulations. you for having me thank you for having this show you're so inspiring and you just just your space and how you listen to people is just lifts us up. So thank you so much. And Matilda, you too. Your service is how you listen. You have a big space for people and a huge heart. So run with that. Oh, good one. <laughs> thank I, you, agree. I agree. I agree, Zena. I mean, the the pleasure has been all mine. It's been such a privilege. Go to Zena's Instagram, go follow her there, follow her journey, um, and, and sign up for the course. And I know that you're going to be offering it and can continuously, right? So yes. if you can't do this Saturday, then stay tuned, watch out for when she's offering the next one. And After get I involved. have the boy, cause he's coming <laughs> next month. So we're going to oh take, little, little take a little break. We'll be back. <laughs> Awesome. Thank well, so I'm looking much. forward to seeing all the pictures that are you're going to be posting of the new <laughs> baby because I love babies. It has been a pleasure. I am going to put you in the green room. I know that you probably can't stay for a proper goodbye. So thank you so much for coming. You are so loved and valued. Thank you. I'll reach out to you, Kia. Thank, thank you so you. much. God bless. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. That was awesome, huh? That's great. I'm now. I wanna. I'm interested to see what are her courses. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fantastic. She's really smart, really artistic, and and I, from what I've seen of it so far, it looks really good. And I think it is. It would be good to take that one and then our DeFi course. So well, I took the yeah. DeFi. Maybe I need to take this one so I can understand. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah right? still, uh, in a, um, and do you think she teaches about um, NFTs and metaverse a little bit? Um, I didn't see that, but I'm pretty. She says that she's going to be discussing that stuff. She'll probably touch on it. I mean, three weeks is 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 short for 
everything that there is to learn in crypto, but at least you be, can become aware. Um, and that's the most important thing is just at least understanding what it is. And then if you want to learn more, you can go down that rabbit hole because honey, there are so many rabbit holes you can go down in the crypto space. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, actually learning all of this stuff. So <laughs> thanks, Tendai. And I'm so glad you turned up. I missed you. I missed your energy. So thanks for watching. Um, and tune in when you can. This is my new time. So because I got a promotion in London Real. <laughs> so I have another group that I work with on Thursdays too. Another call with Brian, another more stuff to do. And, um, and so th this is my new time. So hopefully you can pop in from time to time to die and, and keep up with us next week. I have an, an athlete. I have a, a sports coach, a podcaster. He was supposed to come last week, but he's also an actor. You may know him, um, from his roles in call of duty, the video game, and he had an audition. So we rescheduled for next week and he will be here, Coach Reg. And I met him in LA at an event um, last October and him and his wife were so dope that I'm going to go and see them again um, in a couple of weeks when I'm back in LA. So I wish you were there, Matilda. <laughs> well, maybe I'll be. When are you going? <laughs> um, at the end of the month. At the end of the month. Mm. So, but I, you know, LA is my spot. So perhaps when you come back, and once you're settled, I'll come see you in LA. I can't get awesome. enough of the place. <laughs> I'm trying to have lunch. Like, I really want to have lunch at Gucci. Like, I just want to have Ooh. lunch at Gucci and buy some sunglasses. Like, that's <laughs> that's my mission for this, this I summer. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard lunch at their little tea room is really amazing. And I haven't had. So I want to I wanna go do that. That's like my mission. For the summer. I love that. I love shishikupu <laughs> stuff. <laughs> a little bit bougie, but hey, I, you know, I know what it's like to have nothing, and I know what it's like to have a little something. And I, I think you need to treat yourself, no matter what. If that's to an ice cream cone, yeah, treat yourself to that. I want to choose every day the other way. So shishikupu, why not shishikupu every day? I love so. it. It makes me happy. Okay, yeah. it makes me happy. Just a little bit bougie. You know, but I also know what it's like to have nothing. So, and if I had to choose between the two, I'm going to choose bougie. <laughs> so, I worked hard to get to, to buy a pair of sunglasses at the Gucci store or a handbag. Yeah. Probably I just want sunglasses. I know the pair I want. So, so that's what we're doing. Okay. So when you come to LA, let me know. I hear you have to have a reservation there months and months in advance. So oh wow! We'll figure it out. But, we have um, to invite them for hot topics, and then we'll <laughs> I'll have to find out. I'll have to find out who's running the joints and see what we can do. Um, so, Matilda, yeah. what did you think of the show today? Did you, what did you think? Of I think it's very interesting. I think it's very interesting her how she explained about finding your soul. Mm -hmm. and serving i think it's something that most of us can benefit from it uh also i've uh, loved how she's explaining about um ha feeling happiness and the joy and talking about emotions because i think um what's really happening in the world and how we're trained as a child uh in our schools in with our parents, we don't talk, we don't value emotions that much. 
we just have to do what we have to do we should never even pay attention are we happy we're not happy are we feeling sad we're not we are we miserable about something do we want to change something we just uh, train to do what they're telling us to do so i think it's a as a society if we realize who we are and what our soul wants will be a better service to others because we'll be more mm-hmm. positive and healthier human being in a society i agree i think two things that they don't teach in schools that they should teach in schools emotional intelligence and financial intelligence two really important things and i think as parents we have to sort of try to correct that but no one's teaching us to teach that to our kids right so it's it's a whole movement of things that we have to shift and then the next generation underneath us can come up and have a better chance to be to live you know more more stable emotionally stable and understanding how to deal with their emotions to be their authentic selves like you said and also to be financially literate and understand how to generate wealth and not rely on the man so much True. <laughs> you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And I love that she's a, a soul teacher. She teaches you how to connect with your soul and to your soul purpose mm-hmm. and also the finances. I think it's a very good connection, both of them. Yeah, I, I think so too. That was a really fun show and I hope everybody got something from it. So, um, well, if you love Matilda, she will be back. You have to go and listen to her podcast. Uh, are you still having time to podcast these days, Matilda? Uh, I think uh, not that much, but I will be, I'll be back in two weeks. So I will do the podcast in two weeks. Nice. And you know, I'm going to agree. I think podcasting is a great thing for you because you are great at listening and you are really insightful. So I (laughs) I think it's a beautiful thing for you to be doing, to share these conversations with people for, from your podcast. And you add so much value to, um, to everything that you do, right? And, and to be one of the hosts of Podcasters Unleashed, especially there, right? And you can, you can see, um, you guys on Podcasters Unleashed are going to take a, a few weeks off, right? So yes, we are on our break. Uh, and then our season starts. Uh, right now, we're going to do seasonal. I think sure. that would be better. So each mm-hmm. season has a certain topic, and we're going to talk about that topic for a couple of weeks. Uh, I think that would be ben- more beneficial for people. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. And that's going to be awesome. You guys will be returning on Mondays, right? Yes, it's Monday, 7 p.m. London time. And we'll be back in um, April. Awesome. In mid or last week of April. Yeah. Okay, cool. So stay tuned for that. If you love Matilda. You'll see her here again until then. So you get to see her here first and tune in for her, her podcast as well. You can also follow her on Instagram. If you love Matilda, follow her there on Instagram as well. And well, this has been your weekly reminder that you are amazing that you are enough, that you deserve to be living the best possible life that you want to be living. And it all starts with you. It starts with the way you think about yourself, 
what you believe that you can be, do, have, or achieve. And also it depends on your environment. So take a look at where you're living and the people around you. And if they're supporting the vision of who you believe you are or taking away from that, because sometimes we have to evaluate those things and purge people, places, and things from our life that is not supporting where we're trying to go or the life we're trying to live. If it's for our best, um, happiest experience and healthiest experience. So keep that in mind because you deserve to live your best, happiest life. And if you forget, tune in next week and I will remind you again. And uh, if you want to follow me, then just follow me on Instagram. You can connect with me there. Send me a DM if you like. Um, and any one of those places, follow along on my journey and uh, see what I'm up to. I'm on Instagram more than any other platform, especially at Kiativity. That's the first one. And um, you can reach me there, connect with me there, follow along. And I appreciate you for watching. Um, I love you guys. I'll see you next week, same time. Bye for now.